0: Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Yep. Sorry, guys. Just me and... Mac today. <laughs> I was just making sure Mac was still in here with me. Just me and Mac today. Happy to have everybody with me here today, already filled up our family chat room. That's what I feel like we are here, man. We're like this, this family chat room. Um, I guess I should be careful about uh, using that word patriots today, since all throughout the Senate hearing today, uh, or the trial which is not a trial oh man i promise i will keep my christian fortitude today i will not cuss as much as i'd like to as much as i wanted to um man i tell you what Oh, Marcella! Marcella's daughter wants to give me a Valentine. <laughs> Yay! I would. That would make me smile. So happy to see everybody here, and that would a Valentine would be just wonderful. I'm actually going to be away from home on Valentine's Day. Uh, going to be out teaching, and so nothing special going on with the Hall family love shack. <laughs> oh no, TMI, right? So uh yeah I I I did just because I love you guys just because I believe what we're doing is important I watched some of what happened today um but I'm going to tell you if the fact that I watched some of this is not my expression of love for America. I don't know what was because that was straight up torture. I can imagine what it it would be torturous for the for the general thinking public, right? For people who actually can use their brain and think and just don't simply run around with. The inability to think, you know, propaganda driven minds where people just simply operate because, you know, somebody told them repeating things that they were told that just simply are not true. But I'm talking about the general thinking population. And I know that had to be annoying, but for me, it was absolute torture because number one. As a prosec- as an attorney, number two, as a, pro- a former prosecutor, number three, as somebody who is actually educated on the Constitution in spite of many people who run around thinking that it's okay, I, my head wanted to explode, I mean I don't know maybe sometime this show today my you're going to find Chris Ann speechless. It's not because I'm speechless it's because I really don't want the words to come out of my mouth that are running through my head. So I am just I'm very excited to I'm always very excited to be here always very excited to be able to bring to you what we have for you today i thought maybe before i get my blood pressure all up as if it's not like up already um before i get my blood pressure all up i thought we would we would talk about a couple of interesting things that i noticed in the media because even though most people and I'm not going to I'm not going to spontaneously combust, Sherry. I promise you it will all pop out one way or the other. Uh, so I want us to go through a couple of things that are happening in the world outside of Washington, D.C., local politics. But. It is being influenced, obviously, you know, by federal politics, because we still care what they say, even though we are not supposed to really care what they say. We are supposed to function as an internal operating sovereign country with people, not country like these United States, like Florida. Is a sovereign country. Uh, And so. I, I, I want us to know that there are things that we are supposed to be looking at, things that we're supposed to be doing and ways that we're supposed to be just ignoring what's happening in uh, the federal government. And we certainly shouldn't be listening to all their dictates. Holy cow. We'll just we'll just start here because, you know, I have this class at River University. At the River School of Government, that I'm teaching about current events and contemporary issues. And what we're learning in this class, you know, we're just finishing up the first quarter, the first half of the quarter, and we spent the first half of the quarter learning about propaganda, about misinformation, disinformation, uh, and about how over the years, Over the years, how our government has teamed up with the media to create the most influential, powerful propaganda machine. I mean, it's it's it is history. It is human nature. It's who we are. Right. As people. Thomas Jefferson wrote in 1807, nothing can now be believed which is written in a newspaper. Even the truth becomes polluted when placed into that corrupted vessel. 1807. We actually passed a law in 1948 called the Smith Munt Act in 1984, in, in 1498. 1498. No, in 1948. Sorry, I I, I do honestly just suffer from a dyslexia with numbers sometimes. But in 1948, we passed a law. I say we, Congress passed a law outlawing the use of tax dollars to fund propaganda in 1948. Yet you have Operation Mockingbird, which is not a conspiracy. It's absolute truth where the media, where the CIA recruited people on college campuses. They recruited, they created a group called the national students association, funded them, housed them, instructed them, organized them. You also have, by the way, The Operation Mockingbird started uh, at the beginning of the Cold War not long after we Congress passed the Smith-Millen Act saying that it's illegal for the CIA, for the government to team up with the media using our tax dollars. And here we have the CIA doing it to create instability in America. Seriously, I mean, the law couldn't even been dry on the paper. And the CIA is teaming up to manipulate the media, first in the colleges to create these these student groups that are going around, going to disrupt and create chaos in society, destabilization. Then you're going to recruit, pay, and enlist big-name journalists to disseminate information from newswires created by the CIA, why would we be surprised that any of that is happening today? Seriously, if you are doubting what I'm telling you, then I I don't know what I, know, I you need to sort of hit the pause button on the show today and go do a little research, because. The truth is out there. Operation Mockingbird is declassified. I showed videos of testimony from reporters. You have the church committee and their hearings. Yes, they don't mention Operation Mockingbird, but they talk about it. They don't want to talk about that because they think it's classified at the time of the church hearings. The church committee hearings. So I I just... This is stunning. I understand it's disturbing as it should be, but not shocking in the sense that we should be surprised that it's actually happening, right? Bama, thank you for the super chat. Um, We're going to have to take that in another show, my friend. That's a whole nother can of worms, right? So let me show you this. I want to show you what we have here. Share screen. Headline number one. Remember, we're talking about, we're educating on the government teaming up with the media to create propaganda to control the people. So let me show you. Florida's governor was spotted maskless at the Super Bowl. His reason is uh, not great. Okay, CNN. Of course, it's CNN. You know, I want I showed a video to our students today at the River School of Government about this propaganda machine that we've been funding for a long time. And they, these reporters who were actually involved in the Operation Mockingbird watched all of this happen. This is all testimony from the uh, reporters who were living in this, seeing this happen, said that over a quarter of the CIA budget in the 1970s was used to disseminate disinformation. Do you think it's still happening today? Duh. Okay. Florida's governor was spotted maskless at the Super Bowl. And his, there he is, maskless at the Super Bowl. And he said, well... How am I going to drink a beer with a mask on? So, you've got this idiot CNN reporter who is absolutely triggered by the idea that the governor of Florida would not be wearing a mask. How would you even be surprised by that when the governor of the state of Florida has stood up at press conferences to explain that criminally? enforcing masks is not allowed in the state of florida i mean these people I, I don't even know what we can do with people who cannot think beyond there's no critical thinking left you can't call these people journalists so you have this chris Cezilla guy cnn editor at large mind you who is absolutely triggered and outraged at the fact that we have the governor of Florida who is not wearing his mask. The governor of Florida has said we don't wear masks in Florida. All right. And then he says, how the hell am I going to be? How the hell am I going to be able to drink a beer with a mask on? Come on. I had to watch the Bucks win. And the guy says, the 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 editor at large says, someone, uh, ha ha, oh man, DeSantis really owned us mask wearing rubes. He couldn't drink a beer and wear a mask. And here's his response. Oh, well, we've got to have the false statistics, right? We've got to have the false statistics about, you know, uh, all the people that have died and, and whatever. Nobody wants to publish the truth that only 9,000 people have actually died that that can be actually pointed to COVID and not some underlying condition. Nobody wants to talk about that, right? Oh, great. Chrisanne's going to get kicked off YouTube today. Here's what he says. And yet DeSantis not only didn't wear a mask, at least for some of the game, but also celebrated his move by somehow suggesting you can't drink a beer and wear a mask. Fun fact: this rube says you can take down mask, sip beer, put mask on, repeat. I just, I just want to put out there on the record, Mr. Chris Cazilla. Um, can you please explain to me, Mr. Chris? Sazilla uh editor in chief will just go ahead and 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 give you his little profile thing up there. Uh I don't know anybody out there have contact with this guy. Not really quite sure if anybody from CNN watches this program or even cares to watch this program. But uh JC probably would have like all this inside information on who this dude is. I, I don't know. I don't even care about these people. But I just want to know. How does it feel to be a slave? How does it feel to be completely ruled by government propaganda that makes you look like a mindless person? You know, I'm I'm just saying, this is not... I and here's the thing somebody somebody be like Chrisanne why are you calling him names I'm not calling him any names the man has classified himself the man has classified himself now let me show you something else we got going on here right so just for those of you who don't know Tampa Tampa is in Hillsborough County which is in Florida all right So the Tampa mayor, her name is Jane Castor. And anybody who lives around this area and people who are politically active around the state of Florida know that Jane Castor is a a, a Marie Antoinette wannabe. She'd probably like to date Marie Antoinette or marry her. I don't know. But she's a Marie Antoinette wannabe. She wants to be queen of the world. And I can say that. Not as a judgment for her, but but by her actions, she has classified herself. Because I have watched months and months of this woman in these meetings literally have a temper tantrum in a virtual meeting because her committee would not vote to lock people in their homes and arrest them if they walk to the mailbox. Seriously. So let me let me show you this this right here. Right. So this is ESPN. So first we deal with CNN. Right. Of course, CNN is is a a puppet for the media. Yes, the CNN. Is. A mindless person. So let's look at ESPN. Right. ESPN. Tampa Mayor Jane Castor frustrated by maskless partiers around the Super Bowl. Queen Mayor of Tampa Jane Castor expressed further frustration Monday over individuals not following her executive order for masks to be worn in certain outdoor areas of the city. The city handed out more than 200,000 masks and still places such as Ybor City were packed with maskless crowds of partiers and concert goers during the weekend Super Bowl festivities. Here's what Queen caster says. It's a little frustrating because we have worked so hard in cooperation with the NFL and the county, and just a number of different entities putting the executive order in place that masks had to be worn in specific areas that we knew groups would be congregating. Now, let's all put away the fact that DeSantis has said, you're not queen. And it is not legal to criminally prosecute someone for wearing a mask in the state of Florida. Right? So here's, here's the big reveal, guys. Just keep in mind, Queen Castor is frustrated. She is expressing her frustration. She is very unhappy that we aren't listening to her rules. And yet, look at what we have here. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is Queen Castor at the Super Bowl with no mask on. Now, I want to know, why isn't the CNN guy having a conniption over the fact that Queen Castor was caught without her mask on? Can someone please explain to me why ESPN is not reporting pictures of Queen Castor sitting in her private booth? I mean, there's a guy sitting next to her who's wearing a mask. So obviously she's not with people that want to be mask-free. By the way, Queen Castor was having a conniption fit the whole time the last year when she was part of this meeting to to invoke her tyranny on the entire Hillsborough County when she's just the mayor of Tampa. She was having a conniption fit that they wouldn't pass a mask mandate for children two years old. Can you notice that that young man sitting behind her? He's a lot older than two. He's not wearing a mask. So I know that Castor is a Marie Antoinette let them eat cake. I know Castor doesn't follow her own rules. Because that's not what tyrants do, right? Tyrants are all about, you know what it is, really right it's 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 this saying that you are too stupid to make decisions on your own you are too stupid to take care of yourself and do what's right you are too ignorant to actually make up your own mind to to be considerate of your neighbors So I, in my elite status as queen caster, must do that for you. I must think for you. I must tell you what to do because you are not competent enough to make your own decisions. But you see, because I'm elite, because I'm so intelligent, queen caster says, of course, I don't have to follow the laws. She says. Of course, I don't have to obey the rules. Because I am the elite. I am the one who is making the decisions. So of course I know I'm 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 an actual the what what do they call them? The Neo Sapien. I'm a member of the Neo Sapiens. My brain is more advanced than yours. That's what these people think. I'm serious. That is what these people think. I was put here because I'm more intellectually advanced than you. So guess what? I can make my own decisions, but you're not capable. And that's what this is all about, guys. This is all about Queen Castor telling us that she is more intellectually advanced than we are, and she is capable of making her own decisions, and we're not. That's Biden. That's Harris. That's all these political nut jobs, Democrat, Republican alike, who run around trying to dictate to us what we can and cannot put in or on our bodies, what we must or must not put in our bodies. What they're actually saying to you is you're too stupid to make your own decisions. So we. The brain elites have to do this for you. So, just breaking it down for you. One other story I wanted to cover here in the federal realm. Just another one of those little hypocrisy things. Just, just to share with you today. There's an article, once again, I don't know when I'm stuck in CNN today, but whatever. DOJ asks Trump appointed US attorneys to resign. Are you catching that? The DOJ Biden's DOJ is asking the Trump appointed attorneys US attorneys to resign. They were having an absolute conniption fit when Trump was getting people out of removing people from office and now Biden is doing the same thing after repealing Trump's executive order that they have the right to do that and now he's doing the same thing and it's okay the media's not in an uproar well, of course, the media is in an up isn't in an uproar because they work for the same people. And when I say work, I mean that in the most literal sense, if someone is handing you a paycheck, you work for them. If the government is paying you, you work for them. And the government is paying, This media. And when I say government, I mean the deep state cabal who wants destabilization of our society so they can bring in their anarcho socialists to establish their globalist government. I feel bad for the anarcho socialists. I really do. Centuries of their behavior, they still haven't gotten it that you're a useful idiot centuries of history of these these globalists kingdom rulers using them to destabilize steep, destabilize a society so they can come in and rule and reign with their dictatorships and then you know they and they the ones that end up in the chopping block right so uh, yeah, that's why it makes me feel bad for I feel bad for people who are who who, who are so ignorant that they don't even know what it what did Hannah Winthrop said. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, blindly precipitating on to their own madness, oh, maddening on. Yeah, there you go. Maddening on to their own destruction. That's what. Yeah. Maddening, blindly maddening on to their own destruction can't think of a better way to describe these people. So if you're ready, we will talk about the Senate trial. Now, there's something that I want to talk to you about that has unfortunately disappeared off my screen. That's all right. I'll get it right here with a button. I know. Hey, Look, you all can make fun of me. That's fine because I'm not a techie person like my husband is, but sometimes I got it going on. So there's a lot of talk going on by people, even in the conservative circles, about whether this is a criminal or a political proceeding. I want you to understand this discussion was settled. In Federalist 65. So I don't really. I I know I'm going to step on somebody's idols. I know it's going to make somebody upset. But let me just put this out there. I don't really care who's telling you differently. I don't really care what you think their credentials are or who they are. I don't care if they're right sometimes, they're wrong this time. So if they're running around telling you that the Senate hearing is a political, the Senate trial, by the way, called a trial. We don't have political trials, guy. The the idea that our constitution would call something a trial and then establish it based on political terms is just I I, I don't connect those dots. I don't even know how anybody can connect those. We're going to have a trial based on politics. No. You maybe have hearings based on politics. But our founders were not idiots. And if they were one thing, they were not careless with words. They would have not called it a trial if it was supposed to be political. So, and I realize, guys, sometimes I'm a little bit too aggressive. I realize I don't really have diplomatic skills, uh, you know, not like J.C. does. I know he he's blood vessels burst out. He gets all excited, but when it matters he, he he's diplomatic but you can tell by the article that I have up here obviously I'm going to be making somebody look at this and not even want to read it with my title but you know I, I I'm an attorney so I like to have things in full disclosure I'm not CNN I'm not going to mislead you with a title I'm actually going to tell you you're a fool if you believe this that this Senate trial is something that is based on politics and not actually based on crimes and the idea that they just just mind numbing idea that high crimes and misdemeanors means one thing in every other writing of our founders but when they decided to put it in the constitution they really meant political issues and bad behavior if that's the case then why doesn't the impeachment clause for the Supreme Court justices say that Supreme Court justices hold office until they commit a high crime and a misdemeanor? Let me just go ahead and pull this up here just so you can see this. So you have this, this crazy, I just simply don't even, I don't even understand how this even comes about. But let me show you the constitution itself. Cause we're gonna work through this together. These are the impeachment clauses in the constitution. The president, article two, section four are the criteria for impeachment. The president, vice president and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction we don't convict people of political issues of for political disagreements and discrepancies treason bribery or other high crimes and misdemeanors can we can we all grammatically understand that that word other there is reflective to hot treason and bribery Treason is actually a crime, guys. You can be put to death for it. We don't put people to death for bad behavior. We don't put people to death for political bad behavior. But you can be put to death for treason. Treason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors so this whole thing that just drives me nuts to get these people running around are conservatives calling themselves constitutional experts trying to explain to you that high crimes and misdemeanors is something about politics that this is not a criminal thing that this is a political thing And here we have the judges of both the Supreme Court and inferior courts shall hold their offices during good behavior. If high crimes and misdemeanors was a reference to someone's political behavior and not reference to an other crime like bribery or treason, then we wouldn't have good behavior here. We could just have put the. Vice, we, we could have just put the Supreme Court in there. We could have just said presidents, vice presidents, all civil officers and judges of both the Supreme and inferior courts. But you see, what we have is a different standard. There's actually a higher standard for the judges than for the president and the vice president. You can actually be removed from office for political behavior as a justice, but as a crime if you are not. So let's just be clear. This is not a political hearing. This is a trial, a crime. And so I want to show you a little bit of Federalist 65, just a little bit, so you can see this article that I've written at chrisannhall.com, Hamilton Silences Impeachment Fools. And so this article is all about Federalist 65. I even have right here a link to Federalist 65, so you can go read it yourself. Because this flies in the face of a lot of people that, even in conservative worlds, people hold up as as heroes and constitutional experts so remember i'm not here to tell you what to think i'm here to help you learn how to think and part of that is actually reading all this stuff on your own so mainstreams media has been saturated by politicians pundits and law professors and constitutional conservative constitutional experts mind you pontificating on what america's founders believed about presidential impeachment the most oft-used argument today is a misapplication and misleading misleading representation of what our founder Alexander Hamilton said in federal 65 the claim is that Alexander Hamilton establishes in federal 65 that presidents should be impeached for quote political reasons this is completely and obviously false to anyone who has read the essay and possesses a smidgen of reading comprehension skills I believe the people asserting this fake claim are confident that the American people won't actually read this essay and call them out for their deceptions. So my goal in this essay is to show how simple and plainly written this text is and how blatantly deceptive these people are in their lie-driven agendas. Now, to give the benefit of the doubt, you have to understand that we have been living in a world. Where we have been teaching the Constitution inappropriately, giving disinformation, not just misinformation, but disinformation about the Constitution for 177 years. So if somebody holds up a book to you and claims it's the authority of the Constitution and it was written after 1850, it's suspect because we started rewriting the books in 1833. If you want an actual treatise on the Constitution on how it's supposed to work and you want to be guaranteed that it's actually accurate, it must be written before 1833. I'm not saying there's no accurate treatise written after 1833, but after 1833, suspect. You've got to be very, very discerning. And you have to compare that writing with the writings of St. George Tucker, that is the accurate treatise on the Constitution written prior to 1833. And so basically you go through this essay and I and I show you uh, Hamilton actually defeats the claim that it is a political mechanism throughout this essay. And they cherry pick to make Hamilton say something that he doesn't actually say. And so, Nate, Bama asked, did our founders ever foresee our society getting to the point that our definitions of words would be turned so upside down? You know, interestingly enough, Nate, that the answer to that question would have to be yes, because um, it actually happened in 1792 where James Madison is already standing before the House of Representatives arguing to the House of Representatives, you guys are misusing the words general welfare. So they were not only surprised, not su- they would not be surprised, they actually lived it and had to argue about it. Nick Drink says, why 1833? Nick, it's because in 1833, a Supreme Court justice by the name of Joseph Story wrote a treatise on the Constitution that replaced St. George Tucker's Treatise on the Constitution, and it uh, rewrote the Constitution as a federal supremacist document, as a judicial supremacist document underly- undermining the authority of the people through their states. So, once again, you need to go and get this article that's uh, and, and read it so, so you can have an authority on this Silent Hamilton silences the impeachment fools. Now, what I'd like to do is talk to you about the Senate hearing in specific. And I actually have some video clips that I want to play for you uh, from the Senate hearing that comes from um, Delegate Stacey Plaskett. She's not actually a representative because she is elected by um, the uh, Virgin Islands. The Virgin Islands are not a state, so they don't get representatives, they get delegates. They don't get to vote. They don't actually have any decision-making in uh, Congress because the Virgin Islands are not a state. They're a territory. Now, that's a whole new story. That's a whole different class. We'll have to talk about territories later. But uh, I'm those of you who are longtime listeners, longtime Liberty First patriots. I'll go ahead and use that term. Uh, You know that I'm not a fan of of territories and territories are in the way that we use them today are unconstitutional. But she doesn't actually have a vote in Congress. She's she's more like a figurehead to make the people in the territories complacent and compliant, even though. Our federal government asserts they own them. We are not an imperial. We shouldn't do that. Imper- we are not an imperialistic government. We shouldn't be doing that. So let me share this with you. This is. Oh, share the audio, Chrisanne. This is testimony from Stacy Plaskett. And I want you to hear it.
1: Since that classification, the group has repeatedly engaged in serious acts of violence including at pro-Trump rallies. And one such act on September 7th, the Proud Boys attacked a man with a baseball bat and then punched him while he was down on the ground. On September 29th, during a presidential debate, President Trump was asked specifically if he was willing to condemn white supremacy and militia groups if he was willing to tell them to stand down.
0: All right. Now I'm going to pause this for just a second. Okay. I'm going to pause this because I have right here in my hand, Senate rules. Page 35 of this particular Senate rule states. This is part of the Code of Official Conduct. uh, Any member, delegate, resident, commissioner, officer, employee of the House may be subject to discipline for the dissemination by electronic means, including social media, of any image, video, or audio file that has been distorted or manipulated with the intent to mislead the public. Jason Chaffetz actually brought this up based on a video yesterday. But I watched this woman's testimony. I've watched these videos being played today. It is th- this. That's all they're doing. That's all they're doing. This is all about distortion and, mis- and, and manipulation. Okay. So if you remember, what we're about to see is the presidential debate. Where Crazy Head asks Trump about disavowing white supremacist groups. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna play this, I'm gonna pause it. Cause she's going to she's going to distort this video, violating this Senate rule, subjecting her to discipline. She should be disciplined. So let's watch and stop the violence let's watch
1: but are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and
0: okay i don't know if you heard that it's it's very slight in the background so i'm going to re i'm going to i'm going to go ahead and replay it because you see he puts up his hand because trump has said something and, and, and you have to notice this. It's very slight. You can't hear it. I think that I heard it better that day when I was watching it than I can hear it now. So the question becomes, in my mind, did they intentionally lower the volume in this section? Watch. Are
1: you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that?
0: He said, sure. I, I, I don't even know how you can get around that. Now watch.
1: They need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Are you willing to to do
0: that? Now, watch. He says, sure, I'm willing to do that. Now, watch what happens. I'm going to rewind it just a little bit so you can play it all the way through. I'm going to play this. Now, what you're seeing now is exactly how that uh, Plaskett presents this during the Senate trial
1: studies, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland, sure, are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? So I would say- say- Let's hear now
0: the president's response. Um, you've already heard the president's response. Now they're going to cut back to a different segment of the video, cutting out everything in between. Listen,
1: do it, sir. Say it. it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call him? Give me a name. Give me a Whites name. White the process and right? Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. When
0: and then they cut it off again. You guys, this is absolutely distortion and manipulation. Cherry picking. Video. Now, I want to mention to you that Alexander Hamilton tells us in Federal 65 unequivocally, if you you're not sure about that, you've got to go read my article unequivocally. This is a criminal trial. Not only is it a criminal trial, it is absolutely a fact that Donald Trump is accused of committing a crime. So you have a a criminal trial in the words of Alexander Hamilton himself. And you have a criminal charge. So remember in the beginning of this segment of Stacey Plaskett's video. She's talking about all these things that the Proud Boys were doing. Now, in a trial. None of this, guys none of this video would be admissible without someone to authenticate the video and actually be a witness to testify to the veracity of the video. That's why you can get away with chopping the video up because they're not operating under the principles, under the rules of evidence. They're not acting under evidentiary rules. Absolutely not. They, they can't even, they call it a trial. Let me just put this up here really quick. Right here, live, president impeachment trial, day two. CNN's calling that, everybody's calling it that. You cannot call it a trial and not have evidentiary rules. If I were a lawyer, if this were actually a trial, you—I'm offended as a prosecutor that you even use the word trial in the same sentence with what's happening here. Seriously, this abomination makes the McCarthy hearings look like a TPA—a a, a PTA meeting. I, I'm just. I don't know. They got Swalwell up there giving his testimony in the midst of all of this. Really? We're supposed to think that Swalwell has a great sense of character? So the question comes, are there any rules of evidence or criminal procedure in the impeachment trial? Well, because... We have people disputing what Hamilton actually writes in in Federalist 65. You have people disputing whether rules even apply. I don't even, I, I can't even wrap my brain around that. You're going to take from someone their personal property of their profession in the future, their reputation who they are as a person, and you're going to say, that's okay, I can do that without any rules, I can do this with just, this is ridiculous, this is just false manipulation and accusation. This is something, and I don't care if you love Trump or you hate Trump, I I, I don't care. If you love Trump or you hate Trump, it doesn't matter the standard they're creating while calling it a trial is what they're going to use to come after people like you and me. I don't, I don't, I don't know. This is just absolutely insane to me that we are going to allow this kind of stuff to go on and it'll be okay. And you know what's even more disturbing to me than anything else, really? The idea that there are going to be people out here who are watching this and following this, walking away to believe what they've heard is true, and walking away believing what they've seen is a trial. And this is, this is how due process works. This is how You are destroyed. This is how freedom of speech dies. This is how the right to peaceably assemble dies. When you have this kind of kangaroo court, I don't know. Let me show you some more of this before we run out of time. City officials. Oh, sorry. I always forget that I have to do the whole little separate button. There should be something. It should be an opt out, not an opt in. You know, seriously.
1: Seeing these same warnings also publicly warned about the violence and unlawful weapons at the event.
0: Now, I had to put this up there because I got irritated on another day. Imagine that. Chris Hall irritated on another day by liars, deceivers, and ignoramuses. You have the former Capitol Police chief say entire elegant and in the entire intelligence community missed signs of riot. Uh, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. I just showed you a, a video that is now in the hearing that we are watching where it said we were warned, they were warned that it was coming. This is now part of quote unquote evidence in the Senate. And yet you have this guy and maybe I'm just got my feelings on my sleeve because I'm a former, you know, I worked with intelligence people, former intelligence people, In the intelligence community, this is not their failure, guys. This is not their failure. So, yeah. Let's watch the next video.
1: One of these violent acts was on October 30th. Sometime after 1230 PM, a caravan of more than 50 trucks covered in pro-Trump campaign gear, confronted and surrounded cars carrying Biden-Harris campaign workers and a Biden-Harris campaign bus as they were traveling down Interstate 35 from San Antonio to Austin.
0: Violent act. Watch this video. Violent act. According to witnesses, this caravan
1: repeatedly tried what to force witnesses? the bus you saw. Ho, 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 wait a minute you there. See in that video. Wait a minute
0: there, lady. According to what witnesses? What witnesses? Objection, Your Honor. Evidence n- n- not I- in record. Objection, Your Honor. There's been no such witnesses testify. This is not evidence. What witnesses, according to what witnesses, you cannot talk about what a witness says if you're not going to call the witness. It is called hearsay. It is one of the most fundamental rules of criminal procedure, of trial procedure. It's not even allowed in civil courts. You might want to say this is why this irritates me, because this is absolutely wrong. This is this is not due process. And this is the standard that we are looking at, guys, for the rest of the world from this day forward. If nobody steps up and says, hey, this is wrong. There's no evidence. There's no witnesses. By the way, that was not violent. She's going to go on to say that they tried to run. The vehicle off the road. You notice in that video, there are cars on both sides of that bus. If they ran that vehicle off the road, they would have run themselves off the road. But once again, hey, right here, guys. Once again, you have distortion and manipulation of a video. Notice how abruptly that clip stops. Because it's all about distortion. You want to know why this upsets me? I'm telling you why it upsets me. It upsets me because they're creating a standard to persecute people for their political affiliations, for use of words. You start talking about patriots. You start talking about uh, liberty. You, They go back and look at your Facebook page, and you actually Had a MAGA shirt on or a MAGA hat on, or you were standing next to somebody who had a MAGA shirt on, you are now going to be called a white supremacist domestic terrorist. We they're establishing, guys, come on, they're establishing the judicial principle to move forward with the cleansing of America with the uh, from the vision from the public display of anything that disagrees with what these people say. What you are witnessing now is the, the establishment of the court of political opinion established to cleanse America of anyone who disagrees with these people. Watch this.
1: They even sent out invitations. Together. This is Amy Kramer, one of the founders of Women for America First. Oh, my
0: God. What a terrible person. Amy Kramer must be. She is the founder of America First. Really, guys? Come on. Can I tell you? I, I you know, I, I'm going to be Marxistly guilty by association. Amy Kramer is a friend of mine. She's a very sweet woman, very passionate about what she believes in. And yet, this woman, this Stacy Plaskett, this fake representative, living off the teat of our tax dollars, doing nothing. She is in Congress doing nothing. Her people don't get representation. She doesn't get a vote. Why do you think she's testifying here? It's one of the only things she can do. And this is the criteria. This is the criteria for the cleansing, the ideological cleansing of America. I know I'm not going to be careful about what I say, because that's how the political poly- co- correctness cleansing happens. You see, this is what we call the chilling effect, America. It is a, f- a standard fundamental principle of freedom of speech. That testimony like this, calling out this woman, For inviting people to a rally. Because she uses the hashtag stop the steal. All of these are freedom of speech things. And yet we're going to persecute her publicly for one reason alone. So the general public. Will voluntarily enslave themselves by silencing themselves. That's the only purpose for this. That is the only purpose for this. Let me see what other videos I have up here. We have to, as a people, we've got to start understanding the principles that these people are destroying intentionally. Yeah, right there. Right there, Blue North Wind. They call out Amy Kramer for sending out a tweet to invite people to a rally. And they will not call out people who are actually engaging in terrorist activity. You see how this political correctness works. You need to do some history study. You need to do some Russian history study. You need to do some Maoist history study. You need to do some Cuban history study. You need to understand these kind of platforms exist not only to make you fear but to bring condemnation on you from a societal level. So you will shut your mouth, right? If you say something If you say something, then how many of your neighbors are going to come after you? If you say something, can you keep your job? Because your boss will be afraid of of the political public condemnation because his employee says something on on social media about the Constitution. This is why our documentary non-compliant is so important this is why i'm going to play for you today two trailers from our our uh uh, from our movie non-compliant and then we'll i'll come back and we'll say goodbye so here's trailer number one this is why this is so important that we get educated, that we learn what our power is and what we're, oh, goodness gracious, Lord, help me, what we're supposed to do, what our power is to do. Noncompliant trailer number one. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach.
1: Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist.
0: Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged have a chance to fight without bloodshed but every time we comply we establish a future where our children will not have that option Why do say- let me play the second one for you let me pull this up here really quick here we go <laughs>
1: All right, without further ado, Chris Ann Hall received her bachelor's degree in biochemistry from Blackburn College and her Juris Doctor from the University of Florida. She served in the US Army as a military intelligence cryptologic linguist. prosecutor for the state of Florida for nearly a decade. Chris-Ann also worked with a prominent national first amendment law firm where she traveled the country defending Americans whose rights were violated by unlawful arrests and prosecutions. She has written six books on American history and the U.S. Constitution. Chris-Ann is a regular consultant on numerous radio, podcasts, and television programs. Without further ado, Chris-Ann Hall!
0: noncompliantmovie.com, noncompliantmovie.com is where you need to go to sign up to get the release. The movie is not out yet. We are just this close. I know, I know, I know. I want it I want it to happen more than, than anybody, but it. we want it to be right, and we want it to be powerful. We want it to be educational. We have to do this. I, I know, Liz, this is, this is, I can't wait. Now, 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 now. Yes, I know. We. I promise you, it's coming. The last thing that I want to say about this this trial thing because it's going to go on for the next four days. They're going to put up more of this stuff about proud boys. They're going to put more of this stuff about what other people are doing. You make sure you make sure that you go to my website and you read the article about did Trump incite a riot? Okay, this is. Uh, Looks like I'm locked up a little bit here, but um, go and share that. Did Trump incite a riot? And. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, if I'm if you're still seeing me, (laughs) because now my computer is somehow locked up. And um, we'd, I guess we'll just go ahead and uh, say goodbye today because it looks like maybe we're going to have to back out without the regular exit because my computer is totally locked up. I'm not even sure how this broadcast is going to end today. So apparently, remember, the CIA, the NSA, the government doesn't really like what we're saying here today. And now here we go. So thank you guys so much for joining me today. Not sure how this is going to work out, but we will see you tomorrow. Can you see me? Oh, look at this. Wow, that's pretty queer. All right. Ready? Great. Here we go. All right. Now we can get out properly. How about that? See, I'm not incompetent with JC not being around. (laughs) Add to stream. There we are. (laughs) Woo-hoo! All right, guys. (sighs) Thank you for hanging around and saying goodbye to me. I feel so much better now. God bless you guys. We will see you tomorrow.